we've talked about fittings a number of times, but we've never really taken this angle. If you're only hitting one club, can you be fit for an entire iron set? Everybody, this is episode number 63 of No Putts Given. I'm Miranda and I'm here with Tony, Chris, and Harry. Guys, how are we doing? Beautiful. All right. Working, working, working. That's what I like to hear. Harry, you look kind of busy. Yeah. You got any time for us today? Uh, I got some. You know, I'll be with you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the meantime, um, guys, I want to kick it off this week. I was in the studio yesterday um, and I actually reached out to one of the testers. I was like, You listen to No Putts Given, right? And he said, Yeah, I do. And I said, what's one question you would ask the panel if you could ask us anything? And he said, oh, I've got a good one. I went to get fit for a set of irons and they only had me hit the six iron. So I wanna know if it's possible to fit me for a whole set just based on that or did I waste my money? Chris, what do you think about our testers question? Um, I think it, first of all, I think it's a great question because it's one of those kind of aha things that people probably relate to really well. Like, yeah, I, you know, most uh, or a lot of iron sets will have like the seven iron as mm -hmm. the demo iron. And, and you do a lot of the fitting um, based off that. I said, did you know, to the to the answer the direct question, they waste their time. No, no, not at all. Um, I think where maybe that next step of fitting comes in is what are you going to do on either side of the iron set? So like as you transition, let's say on the low irons, four, five, six iron, um, are, is that going to be a combo set approach where maybe it might be a different model than, than the six iron itself? Are you going to look at hybrids? Um, how are you going to kind of handle that? And then secondly, you know, on the other side, as you go into your wedges, we talked about this number of episodes ago, though, where some people were opting for um, not to go with like the set pitching wedge, but to go with a specialty pitching wedge. And Matt can probably throw up the link to Tony's article on that, which was really informative and, and actually got me thinking about some things that I hadn't thought about before. So I think, is it wasted? No. So long as your fitter really can help you decide the best way to transition into and out of that iron set on either end um but that again that's going to be pretty fitter dependent so tony what do you think we've talked about fittings a number of times but we've never really taken this angle if you're only hitting one club can you be uh fit for an entire iron set yeah i think i well i mean obviously you can because that's kind of how it's always been done um but i do think there's a degree of sketchiness in that it's you know, it's a practicality mm -hmm. standpoint type of thing, but, you know, Chris mentioned combo sets. And so, you know, if you, you think about where combo sets typically are, are, are switched out, um, you know, you may go in, you may be fit for a seven iron, you know, essentially that's, that's the demo club nowadays. And you go, all right, so based on that seven iron, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to choose a four, five, six in an entirely different iron and eight, nine pitching wedge or nine pitching wedge or some combination thereof in, in a, an entirely different iron still. And so, yeah, there is a case of, of where you're, you may be choosing based on information you don't actually have. And that that's important because one of the things we see in, in most wanted testing time and time and time again is when we look at, at performance of the individual clubs. So how does how does the performance of a long iron in a given set for a given tester compare to the performance of the mid iron in that same set to the short iron in the same set? And often, if not typically, what we see is that the best five iron for a guy may not be the best middle iron and is often not the best wedge. And so, you know, if you're based on the data that we have alone and say, hey, what is what is the best set for this guy? We we 
You mean a situation where we we choose long irons from one make and model, mid irons from another, and a pitching wedge from a third? And and obviously that's that's not how you handle fittings. Um, but in terms of performance, there does seem to be a disconnect. And the one thing I would add is, you know, a few months back I was having a casual chat with with a guy who spent extensive time working in in golf R and D, and he's looking into changing the way his company design sets because, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but his point was fundamentally there, there's no practical reason why your long iron should be designed to essentially the same specification as, as the, the mid irons or, or the wedges because they have fundamentally different purposes. And you, you hear manufacturers talk about purpose building face technologies and things like that. But this is this is really a more disconnected look at design that says, hey, you know what, maybe maybe the five and the seven and the wedge, whatever it happens to be, should be fundamentally different from one another. And that that's a pretty radical take based on how clubs are sold, but I think it's worth considering. <laughs> Harry, how about you? You were there when he asked the question and you do fittings quite often. Do you think that it's possible to fit someone for an entire set based on the performance of one iron? I mean, if you're going to do fitting correctly, no. I don't think you can just fit off a six iron. A lot of it is guesstimation. And the combo set is one of the biggest ones for me. Because if you go one and like a game improvement iron in the in the uh, six to three iron range or six to four, and then a player's iron like I have in the um, in the lower ones, you're, you're changing CG locations. The shaft's going to interact differently because of the length of the shafts. So fundamentally no i don't think you can the big thing is lie angle i tend to change my setup just a tad bit i get a little bit narrow stance um with the shorter irons in the pitching wedge so my lie angle isn't four degrees upright like it is in the seven and the six iron it's actually only maybe two i think i recorded so your your lie angle is going to change progressively throughout the whole set so if you're going to get it if you're going to do a fitting do it right. And I think fitting in general needs to change. And it needs to change from a lower, you need to do the whole set, in my opinion, to get to get the uh, the correct effect. Tony, Chris, do you guys agree that fitting has to change? Yeah, well, I, it should. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to. But there have <laughs> yeah. been fitting systems in the past that, that really do go, as, as Harry suggested, iron by iron, understanding that, that based on how you deliver the club, how you set up to the ball, all these things... The lie angle, right? The lie angle of your five iron may not follow a consistent progression all the way to your wedge. And so these are these are things that that do actually matter and, and aren't necessarily addressed in a typical fitting scenario. Having said that, one of the one of the and it's a small trend, not everybody's doing it. It's it's kind of new, but one of the things I absolutely love to see fitters like Club Champion and TXG partner with Arcos so that they can take what what happens in the fitting, right? They, you know, these guys are, are probably typically doing fittings similarly to others, right? Where it's based on a demo club and, and things like that. Um, and and then being able to to look at how that translates to the course and and say, all right, well, based on what we see in the data. From the clubs that we fit you for, you know, we we need to make some adjustments here, there, or wherever it happens to be. So, the com big companies that fit basically, I have a problem with some of them because I know that they push a product because they get higher margins when it comes to. Hey, if you sell this club, you're going to get a higher margin than you would a club that actually fits you best, or they push that towards you. 
I don't like the pressure situation. I know that's only with some cases and some fitters don't do that at all. But that's another part of the fitting the, the fitting uh, umbrella that I really don't like. Because uh, here at My Goal Spy, we tell you only buy a set or a club or whatever if it outperforms the one that you have currently right now. And if you go in to get fitting, they're going to push whatever it is that they want to sell and get out the door. No matter if it's going to help your game or improve it, it could actually hinder it because you came in for a fitting and you're you're wanting to get better at golf. Well, and that's I mean that that's location dependent, right? We we do know. I mean, Christ, you can you can go and check job boards and, and things like that uh, for fitting locations, and you can kind of see like who who is hiring fitters with extensive experience and knowledge and, and who kind of understand the product inside and out and and who are hiring sale experienced salespeople that they can train to do basic fittings right so there is a little bit of a, a balance there and, and ultimately it, you know almost every company exists to make money and and so that's always going to be a part of it so i mean i you just can can kind of hope for the best and to a degree and, and rely on word of mouth and, and who does it the right way and you know, hopefully that w- that's what you get is, is a quality fitting and somebody who will stand behind the product, let you come back in and make adjustments. But, you know, it's, it's not a perfect science anyway. And, and so, you know, it's just compounding. The yeah, issue, I've I just suppose. I've just had lots of experiences with guys who are testers here have gone to said fitting big OEM fitting agency um, and I've come back and said, what a waste of time, like. I only did it because it was half price and the shaft that they recommended was a a $600 upgrade and it, and I actually got it and it didn't outperform. It didn't outperform it by like five, six, seven yards. Like they said it was going to, you could be really consistent, but it's not enough to justify just changing what you're into now that you're, and that's the that's the catch twenty two is well that's that's everything in golf equipment with where we are right now, you know is, you know, I think even with we're getting close and I don't think we're quite there yet where you can say you know is is a new driver that much different than a than a five year old driver, um, but but we are getting close to that point where the the year over year gains are so minimal that you're not going to have sort of those, you know ten more yards especially if you've already been fit one time, that that's pretty much off the table right. and so that. That needs to be kind of an implicit part of the understanding, if not entirely explicit, is that, yeah, you're, you have to pay a premium to get a little bit more because a little at a time, for the most part, is really all that's left. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good discussion there and a good question. So thank you for that. Um, guys, I want to play a round of Love It or Leave It. What do you think? I love sure. it. <laughs> I, that, there's the answer i was looking for chris <laughs> am i allowed to politely decline uh no <laughs> let's, let's go let's play <laughs> all right <laughs> okay first up uh for love it or leave it chris let's start with you new level irons uh love it okay harry how about you love it tony new level irons love it because you know, I just I just happen to like Eric Birch, who owns the company. Just he's a good dude, and so you know he's out there working hard, taking care of his customers. What's not to love there? Yeah, I yep. love the concept of it. I love the the 
the idea of build quality, you know, something he takes a lot of pride in and chatting with him is, you know, you can have quality of components, quality, uh, you know, items, etc. cetera. Um, but having the control over the build process and kind of what goes out the door, um, I think, you know, that gives customers a, a great deal of satisfaction. And then, you know, because it's the not exactly, you know, direct to the consumer, but it is direct to the consumer. And, and there are some options within there that he's able to save on costs in some places. And so, you know, if for the most part, you're getting a, a higher quality product um, from a materials and design and construction standpoint. Maybe it doesn't always have the name recognition that some people would like, but um, there's certainly a place in the market for that. And, and he's clearly kind of... Uh, gotten a foothold in there and and you know i think performance probably just speaks for itself on that as well all right next up shot tracking devices tony what you think love it or leave it we're talking like arcos and shot scope yeah love it love it hey, harry even if it even if it frustrates me okay good love it harry you love more information you know the better you can get okay chris how about you mostly love it Mostly, why mostly? Well, just I think we're not there yet, and where where I mean okay. there is is you know this idea that on PJ Tour, right, guys get all the data, all that stuff. They just show up and play, right, and everything else is taken care of around them. Now I get we can't all be too, you know PJ Tour players, but the closer we get with these systems where you can just go out, play around a golf, and the data happens, um, happens that, accurately. Without happens sort of, accurately, uh, reliably, etc. Yeah. You know, like Arco's going with Link. I think that was a big step for people that don't want you know the phone in the pocket, etc. It's but, still an issue with it, though. I know, I know, I know. So that's what I'm saying. That's why I say mostly. I love the concept of it. I love where it's going. It's it's not where it needs to be yet for me to give it the full love. It. Yeah, I think for for widespread adoption. Well, I mean, you know, that may not even be possible because I think if you look across. The entire spectrum of golfers, there are probably just not enough who are actually interested in detailed data. But to kind of get to sort of the, the maximum level of achievement for these devices and, and reach, they need to be damn near entirely hands off. And like Chris said, it's just not there yet. All right, but we still love it and we know they're going to get there, right? They're working okay. on it for sure. Yeah. All right. CBD, Chris, I'll come straight to you. I have a feeling I know this answer. Love it or leave it? Peppermint. <laughs> we got peppermint today. I ah, love it. Absolutely love it. I would say two biggest things. I have slept better since since starting CBD a number of months ago. Um, and I know some people say it curbs your appetite. Mm, that one didn't work for me. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that, that one, you know. Results may vary, uh, but definitely sleeping better. Um, so I got, what do I got today? I got peppermint. So I love it. Tony, are you about to pick a flavor up off of your desk? <laughs> no. So uh, I, I have not tried it. Chris promised me that he would send some knibby my way, but it has not showed up yet. Mm -hmm. So true story here. Ooh. So my mom. Moved, Those are both accurate statements. So <laughs> my mom moved out of her apartment into a, a semi-managed care facility. And when we were cleaning out her apartment, I found some CBD. <laughs> no idea if it was any good. I've tried it just a couple times, but yeah, I, uh, not enough to form any sort of opinion, but you know, and I, I haven't checked with my mom to find out what her experience is, but I, I think she probably would do better with something a little uh, more potent anyway. 
<laughs> so we're undecided. You don't know about a love it or leave it yet. I'm straddling the fence like Mitt Romney. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to check back in with you on that. I'm going to sneak it back into another love it or leave it later. Harry CBD, love it or leave it? Love it. Just All right. ready to do. I mean... When I'm when I'm coming down the stretch in a high pressure situation, I'm actually calm instead of yeah, squeaky bum kind and, of. And when you uh, when you say uh, high pressure situation, is that when the Miranda tells you it's time to clean the closet? <laughs> yes, exactly. I I load up on CBD. I knew you'd figured it out. Uh, but no, it, it really just calms me down um, and it allows me to actually play better golf. I went for a st- stretch when I was in season of shooting i think 11 out of 13 rounds were under par and i was taking cbd throughout it now grant that that some of it is to do with my game but a lot of it is to do with cbd you know i wasn't like, without without cbd i i had a stretch where i had 11 of 13 holes over par so <laughs> yeah, well, there you go <laughs> is that probably not the same thing all right next up mimmed technology tony love it or leave it Again, I I don't know. I think it's it's TBD. Come I know, on, but man. it's so you got Cobra making miming full irons. You've got Callaway who has mimmed chunks to put in their irons, and you know, like like any golf technology, like it it you know it emerges and it's the next great thing. And you know, wait three to five years, and if everybody is using mim technology, you'll be like, hell yeah, it must be good. And if it just kind of quietly fades away, like a million other things, then then it, leaving it at this moment would have been the right decision. All right, I'm not letting you off the hook. Make a prediction. Five years from now, are you going to love it or leave it? <laughs> leave it. Sounds sounds very... Okay. Oh, you left it. Good. Good. All right, Chris. <laughs> well, Mimmed technology. Love it or leave it? Well, looks like Tony's passing a kidney stone. I'm going to love it. <laughs> Uh, and here's why I love it, um, because it's moving the conversation forward. It may not be around in three, four, five years. I have no idea. But, you know, we get this huge debate, forge versus cast. You know, what are the differences? What does soft actually mean? And you get into this whole nuance of, you know, uh, you know, harmonics and impact technology and trying to moderate the sound waves and frequencies and all these kind of things. And Cobra can just say, you know what? We don't need to talk about any of that. Here's MIM technology. Here's... I'm going to mim this bitch. I'm going to mim this baby. Yeah. <laughs> and here's why. And so it's softer. It feels like this. Boom. It's a clean, easy story that they can just say, nope, I don't need to talk about either option over here. I can just talk about this. So I love it from that perspective. Cool. Harry, mimmed technology. Love it or leave it? I would say love it, but I've only hit. <laughs> Harry I've also only has just... kidney stones. Yeah, I do. I was going to say, the sounds between the two of you. It's not fun. <laughs> I just hit the new um, Cobra in the studio yesterday and I really enjoyed the feel of it. It was soft. I don't know. I don't know too much on MIM technology, so I can't cast too much of a judgment. Um, but on feel standpoint, I love it. All right. Interesting. Spikeless shoes. Harry, why don't you take this one? Love it or leave it? Hmm. <laughs> I'm surprised you're hesitating on this one. I love spike shoes. Spikeless? And I love spikeless. The only thing that I... The I only love thing, lamp? Here's the thing. I love lamp. The only thing that I would change is... The question. Yes. 
I don't know. I love both. I was expecting you. The number of spikeless shoes that are floating around here for you not to immediately go love it. That's all I wear. Okay, Chris, spikeless shoes. Love it. Love it or okay. I love it. I love it because they're trending in a good uh, direction. Used to be, I think, a huge trade-off between the traction and stability stuff we've seen in the last couple iterations, particularly from Adidas, I think, uh, at least in my experience, um, seeing the traction and uh, stability maybe be as close, if not to, you know, as good as spike shoes. Um, and for me, they're a little bit more comfortable. So I love it. Tony, how about you? Spikeless shoes, love it or leave Qualified it. by the fact that I haven't tried Adidas in the last couple of years. I somehow lost, I fell off the sample list there. So maybe they've gotten Ooh. better. But oh, that is a hint. Yeah, hell yeah, wow. it is. Um, wow. Shameless. Um, wow. But apart from... So, Adidas, if you're listening. So, uh, apart from the potential there, I'm leaving it and I'm leaving it hard. And here's why. I will I, I will occasionally go on, on course with with spikeless shoes and I'll play with them for a couple rounds. And I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. This is so comfortable. I love this. And then for whatever reason, I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to play some spikeless today or spike shoes today. I'll put the spike shoes back on and I'm like, Holy shit. I'm great. I'm like, I'm not moving. This is way better. This is just way better. Mm. And, and so, yeah, leaving it spiked all the way. Have you, have you, like have it. you tried Innesis spikeless? No. Well then, you there need is to no, shut up. Where, what am I gonna head down to? Because my local, they are unreal. Am I gonna head down to my local decathlon shop, which, as I understand it, is in California? So you know correct. what you can do. I have this, this thing called online. Now this thing is revolutionary, where you can click a button and get them sent to you. Tony, the the internet, love it or leave it. Leave it. <laughs> <laughs> so much negativity and hostility. <laughs> I just wanted to let Audi know that I've fallen off your sample list yeah. for the last couple, three, four cycles of your... Uh, I, I want to let everyone know that I am not on any sample list apart from a couple. Except from the for the limited edition Adidas stuff that you always have. In apart from in the back, yes. Apart from a couple, which well, is Adidas. Yeah. Speaking of samples and bringing this back into the conversation, like I'll, if, I'm, if I'm hitting indoors, if I'm going for a golf lesson, something like that, I... You know, I wear the Puma spikeless all day long, and I think that that's great for as a, like a rain shoe or something like that. And it's super comfortable, and you can wear it anywhere. It's basically all I wear. But as soon as I get on a golf course, I want I want spikes, real right, his, the ground spikes. Here's my definitive answer to the question you just asked: If it is dry and a little bit of uh, <laughs> dew on the ground, I am spikeless. But if I'm no, this is getting less definitive. But listen, if I'm on a if I'm on a course that is soft, I'm a spiked all the way. Leave it, leave it. Okay, this last one. Um, I'm excited to hear the answers here. Uh, Chris, candy corn, mm -hmm. love it or leave it? Love it. Harry, candy corn, leave it. Blah, blah no. Ah. Tony, what about you? Candy no, corn. Off for even asking. It's so gross. <laughs> yeah. Like it is, really? <laughs> I love it. Candy corn to Halloween candy is basically what kale is to a strawberry. <laughs> no, if I'm going to go trick or treating and I get candy corn in my thing, I am throwing it back at the door. Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Harry... I had a candy dish full of candy corn last year and you ate it. No. Well, that's the other thing about yes. candy corn is it's like, yeah, it's just like, oh, that was shit. 
Oh, still shit. Oh, I hate every last one of these little pieces of shit. Well, now that that problem is out on the table, I'm sure we'll get lots of comments on that. But um, wanted to let everybody know that we're going to be on a week's long hiatus next week. Um, our boss, Adam, is very great. He gives us, uh, it's usually two mental health weeks a year. That's almost unheard of. It is of. good. It really is. So yeah, it is. I'm not, I'm not like bowing down to our fearless leader, but I'm appreciating the fact that he gives us some time to not have to think about work. Because, you know, you guys have taken vacations before, and when you're the only <laughs> one in the company taking a vacation, you're still looking at your phone. You're still probably getting some emails and things like that. But we're shutting down for an entire week. Um, so I wanted to take the opportunity to um, ask you guys an interesting question. So... On your week off, we work in golf, but is golf still a respite for you guys? So, like, during your mental health week, are you going to go play a few rounds, Chris? Yeah. Is it still I, relaxing for you? I will, weather, weather dependent. It's a great time for me to, um, you know, maybe connect with some buddies and friends that, uh, that you haven't. I'm going to take my dad out golfing for a day and just hang out with him. Um, it's, to me, it's, it's really about the, the freedom of not having a schedule. And going, okay, what do I what do I want to do today? Do I want to get these couple projects done around the house that have been, you know, it could be, you know, repainting a room, getting stuff done. But yeah, I'll go, I'll go play some for sure. Absolutely. It is, it's still, it's part of the reason I do the job is I, I love the game and love being able to play it and, and being able to play it without, you know, testing or evaluating equipment or doing that and just going out and playing with buddies is, is uh, um, something that's always enjoyable for me. Tony, how about you? You're measuring golf balls all day and looking at club specs and doing all of these things. How is golf still fun for you? you know, well, I haven't played much this year, so I mean, so I'm, down about, fun. I'm, I'm <laughs> down about 30 rounds over a typical year. Um, but it's actually, it's been kind of the times I have played this year has been more relaxing to a degree because I haven't, I haven't worried about score or anything like that. It's sort of more appreciative of just being out there on the golf course. Um, so yeah, I'm going to try and sneak out a couple times, uh, while we're on break, but you know, my, my daughter is still home three days a week with the kind of the, the COVID hybrid school model. So, you know, I don't know how much of a departure it's going to be from kind of everything. Um, but you know, I'm going to try and make the most of it, I guess. Golf is still fun. That's Harry, how about you? You're playing golf every day in the facility. When you go and play around, is it still something that you're able to get away from life and just enjoy your day and relax when you when you go play? Yeah, I like I like to go compete. That's the biggest thing for me is is competing in a setting that may be stressful to some, but I enjoy that kind of competitiveness. Um, but this week in 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 the mental health week, we're going on a honeymoon. Um, so I might try and sneak out one, and if there's a good course in Puerto Rico, just let me know. I might need one day away. But yeah. Does that mean we're bringing your clubs? No, I will rent a club. I'll rent a set okay. out there if it is. It's fine. If you can get me away from the beach or the pool, good luck. You know, it is it is really awesome though to, to just kind of shut it all down because you know mm -hmm. invariably what happens right when a typical vacation situation where where one person is gone and so that workload spills over, especially in a company the size of my golf spy, right? Everybody has to pick up the mm -hmm. slack. So one being gone just adds to the workload of everybody else. And the other thing too is a lot of times before you leave 
there's a lot of front loading, right? So you're, you're working your ass off for two to three weeks to get everything done. And then you're, you know, so that, so that things sort of progress as normal while you're gone. And so by the time you get to the vacation, often you're, you're already so burnt out, you can't enjoy it. So just to say, Hey, look, shut it down. Nobody's responsible for every, anything. We're barely publishing any content, you know, next week. It's yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yep. And I think it's a good message to anybody out there listening, you know, Everybody needs a little bit of a break. Uh, you're normal people. We're normal people. And everybody needs just some time to relax and not think about work for a little bit, especially as stressful as life has been since March. Don't you think, Chris? Absolutely. So, if, you know, you watch this video, you're going to post comments. We're not going to post back. So at least for a week. <laughs> so enjoy that. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> You know, more now than ever, you know, we if there's one thing we, we generally don't do a great job of, and so many of us uh, this qualifies or applies to, is that we don't take care of ourselves, right? And you can't take care and help other people if, if you're not taking care of yourself first. And um, that isn't to be selfish or anything like that. It's just a, a recognition and a realization of what um, what's really important and you and your mental health and how you... Uh, operate within that sphere is is vital for every single person out there. So my my challenge to everybody would be, you know, find something this next week that uh, that you do that can that can help yourself, something that makes you happy. Spend a little bit of time um, doing that, and and you know, invest in yourself a little bit. And hey, while we're gone, uh, we know we're leaving you for a week without a video. If you want to take a look back, we did put out one um, not too long ago about the top five golf equipment myths. You can take a look at that and a couple of others that we've got out there. But until then, we're out of here. 